welcome to Smart Poker Study, brought to you by ThePokerForge.com. I'm your coach, Sky Matsuhashi, and this is the podcast for valuable play and study strategies. I give you action steps to take because action is the greatest teacher. Now, my goal is to turn you into the player that you want to be along your profitable poker journey, one step at a time. Let's do this! I'm really excited about today's podcast because I'm going to share with you an article that was just posted on smartpokerstudy.com. It's called Top 5 Tips for Better Hand Reading Without Using Solvers. Now, it's like a guest post, and it was written by Tadas Pakaitis of mypokercoaching.com, and he gives us the top five tips for better hand reading. Now, you don't have to use solvers or anything. The tips that he gives you right here are great for off-the-felt study and on-the-felt while you're actually playing with your opponents. And you know, I'm all about hand-reading. I consider hand-reading poker's number one skill. So I was just really excited that he came up with this topic and glad that he was, uh, you know, allowed me to post it on the website and also to uh, share it with you through this podcast episode. So you can actually check out the uh, the article itself by going to smartpokerstudy.com slash pod three. Uh, You can follow along as you listen to me um, uh, read the article to you right now on the podcast. Also, when you go to that page, you're going to find a video that I recently published. And the video is called Avoid These Four Common Hand-Ranging Mistakes. So, you know, taught us in this podcast is going to give you five tips for better hand reading. And I tell you, uh, and in that video, I give you four things to avoid doing when it comes to assigning your opponent a preflop range. So it's kind of like a one-two punch today of hand reading goodness. All right, without further ado, let's do this. Gambate. Everybody just stay calm. I can handle this. No problem. I know how to deal. License and registration, please. What seems to be the officer problem? Top five hand reading tips without using solvers. The ability to figure out what poker hands your opponent could be holding, also known as hand reading, is one of the key aspects of your game. The best poker players in the world are using solvers to train this process and understand ranges in different situations. However, I am aware that not everyone enjoys using solvers and analyzing the difficult math. So I have compiled five tips that you can use to make better predictions without complicated tools. There are many misconceptions about the handwriting process, especially among new players. So it's important to introduce the term range. This refers to all the possible hands a player can have in a certain situation. If you want to play good poker, you should be looking to determine your opponent's ranges, not their particular hands. In fact, putting your opponent on a single hand is usually a bad idea. Tip number one, think in terms of ranges. All too often, live poker players will say something like, I put you on ace-king. In reality, these players are usually just hoping that you have that particular hand while completely neglecting all the other hands you have in your range. If you want to play sound poker, you'll always want to assign your opponent a number of different possible holdings. You can construct your opponent's preflop range based on several factors, all of them adding or removing hands from the range. Consider things like their position, how they enter the pot, their player type, and what you've seen them do in the past. For instance, an aggressive player who decided not to re-raise before the flop will rarely have pocket aces. 
Likewise, an early position opener should not be holding a weak offsuit hand all that often. Thinking in terms of ranges and how your hand plays against it will get you better results in the long run, and it will train you to think about poker in the right way, even if you do make some mistakes while learning. Tip number two, mind the bet sizing. If you're often playing against the same opponents, you'll see them betting in different situations. So, be sure to take good notes on how big they bet when they have the value part of their range versus how big they bet with their bluffs. Paying attention to bet sizing gives you valuable information. Some bet sizing tells can also be used on the entire population in a particular game like Texas Hold'em. While all bet sizes should be well-balanced in theory, most poker players don't do a very good job of it. If you're playing against weaker opponents, you should learn a lot from bet sizes alone. Tip number three, actions shrink ranges. When thinking about your opponent's ranges, you should remember that every action they make changes their range in a significant way. Let's say a player opened from an early position and we decided to call on the button. If this player is a thinking player, we know we can assign them a fairly tight opening range from EP. Now, as different flops, turns, and river cards are dealt out, this player will have to take action, whether he's deciding to bet or check on different streets. Combined with the board texture, these actions can help you shrink their range and take hands out of it. The thing to remember is that their range can never expand, so never start thinking about them having a hand that you already excluded from their range on an earlier street. Whenever your opponent checks, bets, or raises, you should think about what hands they may be doing this with and which hands you can now take completely out of their range. Tip number four, beware of your opponent. A very important thing to consider, especially when playing in lower stakes and generally weaker games, is who you're playing against. For instance, an early position raise from a good player will never be 9-8 offsuit while many bad players will raise this hand even from under the gun on a regular basis. When playing, you should try to construct a range based on your opponent's specific tendencies whenever possible. Dealing with the extremely wide ranges of some weak players can be difficult, but if you can hone in on their tendencies, it can also be very profitable. Tip number five, turn off your emotions. This one may be easier said than done, but may just be the most important part of the entire process. When trying to figure out what the other player has, you can't let your emotions control you. Have you ever caught yourself in one of these situations? A. You know you're beat, but you call. 2. You're seeking revenge against a player for an earlier hand. Or D. You think a particular player is always bluffing. If you answered yes to any of those three questions, you might want to turn things around. Using a logical and steady hand elimination process and range construction is a much better way than simply hoping to be right this time. Don't get too stuck on the off chance that your opponent's bluffing you, even if occasionally they may be. If the spot is such that they have more value than bluffs, it may be the time to fold. The fact is that if you play poker, you'll get bluffed out of your hand sometimes, and you'll miss earning value in some spots, but that's all completely fine. As long as you're sticking to rational and math-based decisions, you're going to do fine. All right, a big thanks to Tadas Pakaitis for writing that article. And I want to give a couple more shout-outs real quick. Uh, a few really awesome poker peeps bought my two newest books, 
pre-flop online poker or post-flop online poker, and they bought them directly through me. So I want to thank Jan Puckmeister, William Young, Jameson Anderson, Daniel Palermo, Mark Fleming, Adam Choquette Fuchs, Brett Burns, Louis Berlivitz, Chad Cheadle, BDD, Joseph Blazik, Evil Steve, Graham Richardson, D. Woodward, Brett Burns, and Frank Tanner. Thank you all so much. Lots of direct purchases, and I absolutely love it. I do appreciate it. Uh, if you want to get the book directly through me, PDF version, audiobook version, both versions, go to smartpokerstudy.com. And right there at the top of the page, you'll see a little, um, I guess, a, 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 a menu is what it's called, that says Coaching and Books. Click on that, choose the book that you're interested in, and uh, make the purchase, and I do appreciate it. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. Write down those five tips on a little sticky note, attach it to your monitor, and the next time you're playing poker, actively put each of your opponents on a pre-flop range of hands, then try to narrow that range based on these five tips. And make sure you make plays that exploit your reads on your opponent's ranges. And of course, good luck doing so. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Alrighty, poker peeps, your learning is not complete until you go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod327, and watch that uh, little video that I put there for you. If you want 2021 to be your best poker year ever, you must become a member of thepokerforge.com. There are eight masterclass courses with a ninth one coming pretty soon. These courses teach you everything that you need for a profitable journey, and I give you hundreds of action steps that force you to practice what you learn. So visit thepokerforge.com for more info and to sign up today. You're going to love being a member of thepokerforge.com. Don't forget about my other podcast called Daily Poker Tips. Go to smartpokerstudy.com slash dailypokertips to get a brand new tip every day. Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.